just relax and feel the board. Yeah, that's one of my goals, just like try to chill on the bottom turn and the way up and explode on the lip. That's one of the waves that clicked and everything that I wanted to do in a wave came together. The fins are offset too and you're like, what the heck dude? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? But once you once you hit the water, everything turns out to work really good. Twins help you a lot by cleaning up your surf. I couldn't do a proper rail turn and nowadays it feels just like a lot easier to put a board on the rail. All right, well, welcome to the Basis Surf Podcast. I'm super psyched because we have one of my favorite free surfers. We have Victor Bernardo. Oh, man, I just love watching you surf. It's so interesting. Just got the smoothest, sickest style. Uh, I'm so psyched to just get into it with you all. So uh, first of all, just thanks for joining. I'm super excited to chat with you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm stoked. This should be fun. <laughs> awesome, yeah. Um, we're going to get all into your style and surfing and boards and all that, but just kind of wanted to start from the beginning. Um, how did you get into surfing? Oh, man, I started surfing when I was like four years old can't can't really tell like when you're young like that when you started surfing but it was around four years old my dad and the whole family used to walk to the beach and spend the whole day at the beach back in Guarujá, Sao Paulo it's a little town on the coast of Sao Paulo uh Brazil obviously and I yeah I started surfing super young and early in my life and back then I already knew what I wanted for the rest of my life and I I just kept going and just fell in love with it right away. Yeah. Was your dad a surfer as well? Did he uh encourage you to surf or was it uh did you find it through friends? Yeah, he was he used to surf with all his friends and how he his very passion and passionate and like he has that surf stoke in him, so he's always he was he he used to always be in the water. I mean, not used to, but he still is. I, I just went and visited him, like last year, and brought him boards and stuff, and he's still super stoked. I just got a message today from a friend saying that my 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 dad was out in the water for a couple hours, and he's he has that surf stoke in him you know like he's he's psyched <laughs> that's awesome hell yeah especially with the new boards that i that i brought him oh nice what did you get him i got him a bongia dark hearts and a twinsman dark hearts too from oh man album obviously <laughs> he must be very excited to have those that's awesome yeah. so he 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 brought you into surfing at the age of four and immediately you like fell in love do you remember like your first wave or anything like that or is that just so young that you don't even remember it oh i don't remember my first wave but i, I do remember a couple of my first like memorable moments in surfing like i don't know my first pulling to a barrel that having that vision and stuff and yeah it was it was sick because my whole family used to like just walk to the beach and have a grand old time like my brother my cousin uncle this guy that my my dad knew for a while and um i used to call him uncle too but uh he wasn't my my blood like related to my family but i, I used to call him uncle too and um yeah just a bunch of like good people around me and that's how I, I'm here today. Nice. And so what were the, I mean, what was it like growing up in Brazil and, and surfing near Sao Paulo? Like, how were the waves? What were, what was your neighborhood like? I mean, why don't we start with just like, you know, what, you know, what, what was it like growing up over there? Mm -hmm. So I used to live in a really poor com community and a little bit far from the beach. So mm -hmm. I, we would walk to the beach and it would take us maybe like, I don't know, 30 minutes, 20, 20 to 30 minutes. And yeah, around 20 minutes, I would say. And uh, on the way to the beach, I would always like be all stoked and wanting to get there. And I would surf for hours and hours. And on the way back, I would, I would be super tired. So I would ask my dad to carry me on his shoulders and oh. stuff. And there were so many like open lots that had trees 
like to full of fruits like guava and coconut and stuff like that and so we would always like stop by and pick up some stuff some some fruits and stuff off the trees and head back home with the boys <laughs> that sounds magical that and, sounds like incredible memories yeah it was, it was epic i when i was like six years old my mom was taking me to the to school and somehow she went into a bum i was on the back of the bike and my foot went into the the wheel and mm -hmm. it we fell instant instantaneously and i broke my foot um, oh, no. by doing that mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was out of the water for a while and i i, I remember being so like uh, sad and like wanting to be in the water so bad mm -hmm. and i remember that i took took out the cast before the doctor told us to, like me to do it just because i was so psyched to surf this one and yeah, yeah i was just wanted to get in the water so bad and yeah i just after that i just kept going every day and went went to a different school which was really close to the beach so when i would um, get out of the school my mom would have like a little sandwich for me and my board already so i would go straight to Malufi, which is like a beach, very famous beach in Guarujá. They used to have a bunch of big contests, like big venues there. Mm -hmm. And it's like a little channel right next to the rocks, which the the little, it, the wave breaks right at the same spot every time. So it's like a little right into the channel. And that to me was like a, a wave pool, like, you know, like just finishing a wave and sitting on the channel and getting sucked back out and just doing that loop over and over again. Um, that That's one of the spots I surfed the most when I was young. And yeah, just living in Guadalajara was amazing because we have so many different spots to go to and it's all super close to each other. Like mm -hmm. um, just a lot, a lot of beach breaks and stuff, but very different um waves in some formal way like i don't know in that stretch of maybe 10 or 15 miles you would have like seven six something like that different spots to surf oh really and how different how part. consistent is it like is it, i mean Whenever I go, I mean, I've been to Sao Paulo and I've been to, to Rio. I love Brazil. I mean, it's mm -hmm. one of my favorite places. Like, the, the way the people are, like, I mean, the thing that blows me away about Brazilians is I'll just be, like, it'll just be, like, a random. I remember I was, like, chilling at a bus stop or something like that, and everybody was just doing nothing. And then somebody started playing music, and everybody in the bus stop just started dancing. And I was like, <laughs> this is sick. <laughs> the way people are here is just amazing, you know? Yeah. Um some good vibes down there for sure yeah but there's apparently there, it seems like there's a lot of surfers like live in like proper sao paulo and they still go to the beach and yeah they still so, surf yeah during the weekend um the beaches get packed from like a bunch of tourists that want to go to the beach and just sunbathing and yeah also a bunch of surfers that live in sao paulo i have so many friends that live in sao paulo they always hit me up like around friday saying yeah. hey i i will be able to surf late after late afternoon friday saturday and sunday on sunday i need to make it back by lunchtime because it's my mom's birthday or something you know like it's, yeah. it's like right. we all get super psyched about surfing and it's just like a mission for them but they still uh make it happen you know they, yeah. they look forward for the weekend every <laughs> every day of the week just to right. surf during the afternoon oh man that's great but, yeah but during the week it's like super uncrowded at the beach beach town i, I live um which Guarujá, and it's super constant like con um consistent is like it? A, mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of options and just with whichever way the wind was blowing there would be a little spot to surf and just like you know just super fun waves and rippable perfect mm. for for getting better and um also warm water so i i used to surf for so long every day you know 
Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, a lot of times when people talk about the waves in Brazil, I mean, obviously they're not like on the same level, say like the waves in Hawaii, but it sounds like it's actually still pretty consistent um, and good enough that you're going to get, you can practice a lot and get pretty good. Because sometimes people are like, oh, the waves in Brazil aren't that good. But what you're telling me is that they are pretty good. Yeah, so. no, it's super fun. And it's not only in Sao Paulo, Rio, Espirito Santo, Bahia, and then down south, up north, Fernando de Noronha, if you don't know, you got to like, look up into that too. Um, so many options. And back in the days, I used to be like, oh, I can't wait to travel and just go places to surf, you know. And during the pandemic, I was just like, wow home is where it is like i mm. i'm scoring every day and it's just like so many options to go like i spent a lot of time down in florianopolis too which is like where all a bunch of the professional surfers are from like iago um uh, mateo zerdi and just so many other surfers that are from there and yeah super fun waves i mean if you look up Michael Rodriguez, he posts stuff every day, like like mm. today's today's clip, and it's just like head high, like sometimes mm. bigger or smaller, but just super rippable and perfect for for um how do, how would I say it? just getting better? Um, yeah, yeah, got it. And you probably missed that warm water a little bit too, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this nice. this it's summer there right now, and um, mostly summers summertime is like super bad and small mm -hmm. but this summer has been pumping i just seen my friends post like tiago camarão uh, michael rodriguez like i said henan puga so many other rippers that are like just posting stuff every day and i'm like wow i'm just sitting here in a rainy day <laughs> oceanside <laughs> i wish i was there oh no that's <laughs> rough so yeah. rough i know man well you know i'm sure you're gonna go on a trip soon and get some sunny waves Heck so yeah, i can't wait <laughs> yeah so you, you know you're obviously you're younger you're you're surfing a ton and how did you get into competing and um all that um so my first comp was i was six years old <laughs> wow. super young and the waves i remember the waves were super big and just stormy day out at tombo beach in guarujá and uh it was a uh, the city contest they had like four stops every year and i remember going in in the middle of the heat and just being like i don't want this <laughs> because <laughs> it was just like big and I, I had a bad wipeout and i just gave up i think and uh um i remember my dad telling me just go back go back you can you can still make it and stuff and yeah i lost first seed ever i did I, I wasn't good for me and a couple of years um after that or like even the same year or when i was seven or eight years old i started doing more and more and i became the champion of the the city thing on my category and the the one above and just like the state we have we had so many venues that um we we would have contests like all the time and mm -hmm. it was fun. It was just, I don't know, my, my only option to being surfing back then. So I just kept doing it and still did it for like, I don't know, till I was 25, 20, 24 years old. And I had a couple of other sponsors too. Um, when I was around nine, I signed up with Hang Blues, which is like the biggest brand of Brazil um they had they had and still have fabio Gouveia, which is like the best style we have in brazil and i just looked up to him so much when growing up and i got to do some trips with him and it was just a life goal i had and i was super stoked on doing that and just like you know when you have an idol and you look up to him and you start traveling with him and mm. being part of the same program and stuff you're just like i was a little grum just frothing on that and um his son too Ian Govea, we traveled a lot together and 
yeah, Hingluz paid for me and to my family to move out of the favela, the, the poor community we lived in, mm -hmm. to be closer to the beach and closer to my coach, Paulo Mendes, um, at Tombo Beach. And it was just like a couple blocks away from the beach. So I, I got to surf and, um, and train with them even more. And also got sponsored by a private school. Hey everyone, it's Van. Hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast. Hopefully you've been listening to some good stories, getting some good tips that are helping you improve as a surfer. If so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, it'll only take you literally a few seconds, and share it with your friends. That's the best way you can support me so I can continue to create awesome new content for you. So, thanks. And yeah, that was, that was pretty sick too because the we had this cool um, tournament. Mm -hmm. So every school had the surf team and I was part of the surf team too for a while. And yeah, I'm talking that in between 11 years old and 18, I had that whole like support behind me. I, I got sponsored by Billabong when I was 18 and, um, I started doing the QS when I was like around 16, 15, 16. Mm, really and, young yeah. yeah i was super young and uh had a couple of results but never yeah got to win a qs event or anything like that well you know even going back in earlier were you do you do you consider yourself to be somebody that was just always naturally gifted or is it something that you had to work on um i'd say a little bit of both you know like i yeah I had so many opportunities to like improve on my surfing and get better at it. I think there were so many talents back then um, that I used to go head to head during heats and stuff, but they didn't have the support I had. So I would say a little bit of both. I, I did have uh, a lot of support behind me and stuff to keep me going and get to where I'm at today. Right. But it seems like that support came from the hard work that you put in, right? You came from the favela and you, you put the hard work, you, you started, um, you know, winning comps and then that got you your sponsors and that got you support, but it, it doesn't seem like it was handed to you. It was something that you really had to work for in a way, in a way, but although yeah, you're, your surf, your surfing talent is maybe that, you know, that there's a, definitely a natural element to that. Um, Thank you. but, uh, you know, you mentioned that you, you work with a coach. Um, so like what was, what was working? I mean, he was working with you from the beginning when you were really young or, uh, yeah, I started working with Ademir, which is like a coach that helps a lot of people that don't have the support support. So like a bunch of the kids that I used to surf with from the favela I grew up from, grew up in, and they used to train with him too, but they just like discontinued surfing and started doing other things. Some are in jail, some are dead already. And it's so sad just to think about that because I was part of that same little group and just how life takes people different ways and how you submerging yourself into something good like good comes to you too and i think i was one of those guys that my dad used to like just keep me out of trouble keep me out of like being out and about late at night and just like doing the right things and yeah just props my dad for doing that and super thankful for him um, yeah a bunch of my friends are just like doing other things. Like I said, um, I lost a few that passed away and, um, some others are in jail or something like just Heavy. into something really bad, but yeah, just my dad was like the best. I, he did his best and kept me out of like all of that shit. And yeah, that's how I, I ended up here today. <laughs> Sounds like you did a pretty good job. And I guess you are lucky. That is incredible support to have, you know, to have a dad that 
is into surfing, supports you and your dreams and all that. You're, that is, that is incredible support. Um, cool. So you had this coach and, um, and then you had another coach, right? Um, who yeah. You... yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ademir was the guy that I started coaching with before I signed up with Hanglus. And then when I signed up with Hanglus, I started coaching with Paulo Mendes and, um, he just had so many good surfers that trained with him for so many years. He does this since like 1980s or something. Like he he's like the guy to be with, grow up and have your career. Um, like, I don't know how I would say it, not designed, but like he knows where to put you and you know, like how, what to do to get you like the perfect support to keep you going. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't different with me. I, he trained, he still trains, um, Jesse Mendes and a bunch of other surfers that are made or either made the tour, like, uh, are doing the QS, like Alejo Muniz, Ian Govea, Jesse, he used to train Junior Faria, Eitor Pereira, and so many other, like, really good surfers. And, um, so he, he, he put me in a really good path by getting me the right support and putting me into, even putting me into English classes when I was like 10, 12 years old, you know? And, uh, yeah, he was, he, he was, and he is the guy like I look up to and I'm super thankful that he did all of that. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah, uh, must have been so good to have somebody to support you like that. And what was um what were some of the things that you learned from him that you think had the biggest impact on your surfing? Oh, we would just film all morning. Like it was every every other day. It was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday or something that we used to go to the beach and film um, a whole sash and try different boards and just like go over the clips and correct things and just like a bunch of things that I I learned from him and just, I don't know, just, just my whole surfing. He, we, he helped me with my, my whole way of surfing, like my style and stuff. I obviously I had, everybody has a natural style, but to correct and to like make it all dialed in like the way you want takes a while and takes a lot of work. So yeah. Um, well, where's was... your, were you naturally, did you naturally have such good style? <laughs> Thank you though. Um, no, I, I remember having the, my back arm like super high up and not really like enjoying the way I, I used to surf and um, we corrected that for sure. And, yeah, Paulo helped me with with my whole career and of course my way of surfing too. Mm -hmm. So what would be your best advice to somebody that's trying to improve their style, right? Like re get footage so you can see what else, you know, what you need to adjust, but is there anything else that you'd recommend? Yeah, besides watching your footage and going over the clips, I would say just relax and feel the board, move your feet around, like see where what um, gives you more speed on the board usually farther up on the board is where you gain more speed and then when you wanted to do turns you scooch that stance back and step all the way back in the tail and just use your upper body um mentalize we used to do he used to tell me that a lot and i would always be like that sounds so weird but nowadays i'm like it makes sense like when you mentalize and you envision yourself doing something, you 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 can go out and and make it happen, you know. And uh, it's so true how it everything turns out to be. And right. um, yeah, just a bunch of little details like that. Um, also, trying different boards. Don't get stuck on like just the normal convention conventions. Um, trust her that you have at home just like try 
a twenty try something different that will give you a different feeling, bring you that surf stoke. I feel like nowadays I have like all these different boards and each board gives me a different feeling and I, I get psyched to try them all and just like stay in shape and just stay out there. I yeah. think it's one of the, the main main things in surfing. For sure. Well, we're definitely going to want to get into to your boards. But I think what's so interesting, I mean, I, I'm curious, like, were, were you always so focused on style? I guess you mentioned that you had your hero and he had the best style and he was like uh, like Tom Kern of um, Brazil. And so that must have been a big influence where you're like, oh, I want to I surf like him. Is, is that kind of how you developed your style or how did you think about it? Um, I looked up to so many surfers. I still do. And that's one of the things too. don't get stuck by watching one person only like take a little bit of every surfer you like to watch and just like work on your own. But like Fabio, a guy like Fabio Govea had his tucked knee and his back knee was very like dropped to his board and like tucked in and just so much flow and style like so many other surfers too like Tom Carroll or Andy Irons or Joe Mick um Tom Curran just Mark um Aki Bobby just so many surfers that you look up to I looked up to and learned from and I just try to like do it on my own like just kind of like create my own hero i would say mm. that's even though it sounds sounds cheesy and like weird but i always kind of like combined all of them to like i don't know just looked up to and just learned from and like by watching a lot of movies and stuff yeah, well, it's definitely working because I think you're a lot of people's surf hero. <laughs> you <laughs> definitely you. mine, one of mine for sure. Thank I you. mean, I remember there's this one wave that you got. You were on, I think, a red Bomdia, and um, it's like a well overhead wave, and you just do like just huge like reentry, boom, like sliding on the lip, and you come down and you do a second one, and then you go for another one, but then you do a little bit more of a carve, and then another mm -hmm. reentry, and then an air, and I'm just like, <laughs> and it was like. It was so explosive, but at the same time, it just looked like you were chilling. You were just like floating, like levitating. I'm just like that, that explosiveness and the casualness and the flow was just like, I was like, oh my God, that's, uh, Thank you. That, that was so sick, you know? Yeah. That's one of my goals. Just like try to chill on the bottom turn and the way up and explode on the lip and combine that with with carves and airs and just blow tails and just i don't know so it's not that top to bottom only surf you know like kind of like i don't know just right. go 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 for it <laughs> yeah for if sure you fall just go for another wave and try it over again yeah but that's one of the waves that clicked and everything that I wanted to do in a wave came together and yeah i know which way you're talking about it <laughs> one of my best waves i had in my life and oh yeah, my god it was that, a good combo thank you oh, such a good combo and you know when you were competing were you surfing like this because i know that when you're competing there's like different criteria they're not scoring you for your style like how did how did your surfing change or what was it like when you were competing and then how did it change after you know you started free surfing and, and riding for album well, i think when you're competing you I I think I used to do a similar surf. Obviously, the boards helped me a lot. The boards I ride today is like just providing me a lot of speed and flow toward like in between turns. And it's crazy how the asymmetrical boards work because the the wave you're talking about, I was on a quad asym, and to think about that, you're like you're in a crooked board, and you right. you're you're surfing normally. And yeah. yes, like that's one of the big things that um, made me change my surf a lot too is trying out this this crazy boards and it just makes a lot of sense having a lot of hold on your heels and a little bit looser on your on your toes um, 
on the tip of your foot. Uh, and yeah, just a lot of progression towards like when you hit the bottom turn, it provides you a lot of speed and getting a couple clips in the same sash. But um, I used, I think I used to surf pretty similar. It's just the boards that I'm riding nowadays feels a lot better and um, provides me that surf i imagine i like i i mentalize and yeah i've been loving um going to w different spots and surfing different waves nowadays and just cruising and yeah. who knows maybe get back to competition pretty soon <laughs> oh that'd be sick i would love to see your surfing on the ct that'd be amazing Thank well you. so the the Bom Gia, do you want to just describe it a little bit? I mean, or I can do that. How how would you describe it? Like, what was it like? Actually, maybe maybe this is the more the question. Like, when you were working with Matt to develop this board, like, what did you? How did that? How did the board come about? And how did you end up, uh, you know, creating it and all that? Well, he actually had the board almost pretty dialed in. I just tweaked a little couple little things but not even that much i he just i was his his lab rat <laughs> he just <laughs> he just keeps throwing the boards and seeing how it goes but he's very like um detailed and um the just the the way he he thinks about the boards and how they end up working is just crazy to me how like um i would say like sometimes you put something in the paper and it turns out to be is like totally the opposite of what are you thinking mm. and what he does he 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 makes it he designs the boards and puts it on the machine and cuts it and finishes it and when a bunch of times he he a bunch of the boards I got from him, I grabbed it and I was like, this this feels weird. But yeah, let's let's see how it goes, you know? Like yeah. the Bungia, for example, was one of the boards that I was like, this feels so weird, but uh okay, let's let's try it out. <laughs> yeah. Had you ridden an ASIM before that, or was that your first time riding an ASIM? That was my second uh first time ever riding an ASIM board was uh Matt's board. And yeah. it wasn't a bungee, it was a disorder. Went down to Mexico and he, he shaped me. The two first words I had from him was a disorder and a twinsman. Mm -hmm. So I remember I even got, I even went through the, the photos and videos yesterday. Um, I remember having this board, looked super weird looking board and just waxing it up and watching the waves being super good and i was just like i really hope this board works <laughs> <laughs> because it's fire yeah, out there i don't want right. to i don't want to be stuck on something that doesn't work and the disorder and, that's the one that has the nose is crooked too right yeah yeah wow, so the yeah. tail and the nose and it's like you look underneath it and the fins are offset too and you're like what the heck dude <laughs> what am i supposed to do with this uh, yeah but once you once you hit the water, it's just everything turns out to work really good, and you're like very very mind blown by how it works. Like right, his yeah. rails are so taped out and just so perfect shaped, and it's just when you put a board in a rail, it's just I don't know. To me, I couldn't. I feel like I couldn't do a proper. Um, not saying that I do nowadays, but I feel like I got a lot better at it. But um, I couldn't do a proper rail turn, and nowadays it feels like it all works out super differently and just like a lot easier to put a board on the rail than I used to. You know, like just I don't know the the way he shapes his boards is mm. just crazy to me. But it all yeah. works out. Wow, so it really, really augmented and helped your surfing. I'm just, I'm assuming there's just so much more speed, you know, compared to the the old thrusters that you used to ride, you know. Yeah, that um, too. 
and you know just just for my the my community you know when we're talking about asims you know and i'm, I'm trying to visualize the disorder right now but you're going to have like a longer rail line on your toes and probably a single fin right uh just one fin because mm -hmm. ideas you have more leverage and control pushing on your toes and more yeah. rail line so you can kind of get a little bit more squirt there and then on your heels where which you're not sensitive it's harder to control it you got shorter rail line so kind of tighter arc um, mm -hmm. but then you also have those two it's basically like a quad set on your your heel right so you have more yeah you have more uh traction on that side and then and then the nose with the disorder right you have the nose because your heel side is like shifted up the nose of the disorder is also like shifted up on the left side so it's like a trippy looking board but I don't know. Seems like it's working for you. And my buddy actually, he has a. I'm actually going to be going down to uh, on a surf trip, and I'm going to be bringing my buddy's ASIM. I've never properly like given it a shot. It's like an ASIM twin, so like mm -hmm. we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> oh yeah, I hope you you like it. It's just super fun, dude. I yeah, just by looking at it, you're like, I don't know if this thing works. How you know? But um. Once you hit the water, you're like, wow, yeah. this this thing is pretty pretty sick. Did it feel natural? Did you have to like adjust it all your surfing for for riding it? Um, no, I think, I mean, you you get used to it, but most of all, um, it just the board adapts to you and you wanting to do stuff that you weren't able to on a truster, you can't do on on these boards and like i said i i couldn't i couldn't do a like a proper turn on and put the board on the rail and carry that speed and with these boards it, it allows me to do it and it's just so fun and yeah i hope you enjoy <laughs> trying it out that's insane because so, I don't know, I, I've seen some of your turns and it looks like you know how to do them. There's this one <laughs> other turn that, that really pops out in my head. Uh, I don't know what, uh, you were writing like this blue board, but you go like, <clears throat> it's kind of like a almost vertical approach. And then you carve, but then you no hands carve and you're just going like all the way around. Like the, the amount, uh, it, it's the sickest looking wrap. And you know, I see other pros doing like those no hand carves, but there's like this jerkiness to it, but yours was just smooth and you came all the way around and like a little slide at the end too. And I'm like, oh man, that thing looks insane. Insane. So, yeah, so fun. And um, talking about the Bongia board, the Ace and Quad. So he, he already had the, the board designed and stuff. It was actually a board for Kelly's later to try it out mm -hmm. on his electric acid test or something but he called it out because he was injured or something um and right when that happened i got an album and he was like try this thing and see how it goes and my first board that he shaped as a bungia which was called the goat <laughs> the goat back, back then and um it was a five seven which is like super small for me i i'm five nine and a half so i was like this thing feels tiny but let's see how it goes you know and mm -hmm. it did not feel small at all like under my feet and if just like i said it provided me so much speed off my bottom turns and like just carried a lot of a lot of speed and hold towards my my turns too and just like the changing switching directions too and yeah like the bottom of it i think it's I, I i might be wrong but i think it's single to double concave and with the offset fins it just turns out to be like a really good board mm -hmm. and yeah i hope whoever listens to this gets to try one and hopefully they have the same you have the same um uh, feeling I'm I'm trying to explain to um, yeah. one of my friends I grew up with Jesse Mendes I trained with him my whole life and we shared the same coach he just got a few and he's trying out some boards and the messages that I get from him is just so funny because I try to explain to people but they don't get it like it's hard yeah. to like 
see that happening when you're listening from someone but once you're like have the board under your feet it's like a total different feeling and yeah jesse's super frothed out on his boards and he's just like messaging me and talking about how they work and stuff and i'm like yeah dude i told you they work <laughs> that's sick yeah well so you and you said uh the other board that you because you wrote the boom gia and then the other one was the twinsman right did mm -hmm. you you know what was your experience writing twins like was it a weird because this is the other thing i've never ridden i've never properly given a twin a go so i'm gonna be like oh man it's a twin and an asim like was that a trip for you like going from thrusters to twins like was that a weird experience or an adjustment or how did that feel um i grew up surfing on a bunch of different boards one of my shapers back back then um had a bunch of crazy boards too not crazy boards but just like old school boards that he used to shape and he shaped back then like back in 2000 not to not even not 2000 what am i saying Nin 1970 or something like i used i am like a very curious surfer so i would always like surf on my dad's board or like take one of the boards from his his like museum rack and be <laughs> like i i'm gonna surf this and he's like okay but make sure you don't break it you know like it's yeah, an old yeah. board but um yeah, just I used to I I searched my whole life on like alias and single fins, quads, twins. Uh -huh. So that helped me a lot by um, getting to Matt's boards too. And um, yeah, just I was very open minded in terms of boards, just like wanting to try it out and see how the boards go. I feel like twins help you a lot by cleaning up your surf. Because you don't have to like have that. Um, you don't have to stay. How how would I put it? I feel like you don't have to force it a lot, like as much as you surf on the thruster. You know, like it gives you a lot more speed than a thruster. So you just chill and place your your foot at the right spot, and the board is gonna um, generate a lot of speed itself. It, it you don't have to put a lot of effort to to carry speed you know to to gain speed yeah that sounds like and speed is like the the name of the game with surfing right that's that's what we're all trying to do wait so what is yeah. the um and so how did you even start writing for for album how did it all happen so i moved moved here to you to the u.s but i was living in the desert with my my mom my wife's mom and by living in the desert, I mean like desert desert. I was in Palm Springs and a surfer to be living in Palm Springs is a bit, <laughs> a bit hard. <laughs> yeah. But um, we came here with no money. So I had to work and make make money to like be able to rent a place and start up, like just get on our feet and just, you know, just pay for bills and stuff. And uh, so her uncle hired us. Um, as on his catering comp uh, company, Carousel Catering, back in Palm Springs. So he worked for a few months and we were finally able to move out and live in by the ocean. I knew I, I could be a professional surf and like just keep going as like pursuing my career and stuff. I want my goal was to make money and jump back on the QS and try to make heats and qualify. But mm -hmm. I also wanted to just live off of surfing like however it would take so yeah nowadays i i started i i ride for a couple of companies that support me and i'm super stoked with that um with album i went on a trip to um north of here so like sea street and ventura like all that rincon and stuff so we were on a on a day trip with my wife and a, a few of my friends just surfing all day and I was posting stories and stuff. And, um, I used to talk about album with my friends. And even when I left Brazil, I told one of my friends, Dario Costa, that I wanted to get one, at least one of album boards mm -hmm. for us to have and share and just like ride, you know? And, um, 
when it all happened, I messaged him instantaneously. I was like, dude, look at what is happening. Like, I just got a message from Album. They responded to my story and they were talking about how it would be fun to like, for me to try out their boards and like just be a free surfer and stuff. And I was just like mind blowing. I, I called my coach, I called my dad and I was just telling them how this is like a life goal and a dream to me. And you know, it was all happening and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Oh man. Yeah. And it, it gives, even gives me the chills because <laughs> it's crazy how things goes in life. Like, it's not always what you want to be. Like, right. of course, it was one of my goals to, like, one of my dreams to, to be a free surfer and just, like, travel places to, like, shoot and make movies and stuff. But I never knew, I never would, I, I would never think it would be possible. Like, just by, like, being in a contest environment, I didn't think I could switch it like that and just, like, yeah i had no sponsor so i was like oh yeah like i'm working to make the qs and maybe like qualify like maybe like what's what are the odds like i i need to make heat and i need to stay focused and i need to be in shape to to make it all that happen so now i'm not saying it's impossible or it was impossible i have had a couple of friends that made it happen and stuff but it wasn't one of my like only things that I wanted to do for the rest of my life, you know, like I, I worked on my style and my whole life and I wanted, I knew that I could do both, but I didn't know I could only do free surfing and stuff. But yeah, like nowadays I'm just living the dream, super stoked and yeah. I'm super thankful to Album and Matt for believing in me and just supporting me throughout my, my career. and pursuing like helping me pursue my dream of surfing for living <laughs> and that sounds like such a roller coaster going from you know being stuck in the desert being you know two three hours away from the ocean and then now you know then you're like oh i'm riding for album and probably having way more fun going on surf trips filming that than like grinding on the qs in grinding tiny ways right yeah exactly and yeah by signing with album that gave me a lot of um i don't know how i would say it in, in english um um like a lot of how was it i would say like maybe in the spotlight i don't know <laughs> does that make sense yeah like, yeah i had a couple of sponsors offers and offers and stuff i wrote for bank's journal for a little bit and after that i had a couple of sponsors op offers and ended up signing him up with Caton, which it makes a lot of sense for me. It's like a very, very heritage um, brand that is like from way back in the day is one of the first, one of the first or one of the first or the first one to ever make a board short. And it's just crazy to me that um, they're still going and how they're super tight and it's just like a small family running it and they're super passionate to surfing and yeah just having um that at, on like supporting me that whole brand supporting me and like whenever i want to talk to the boss i just drive up to to la and talk to him and stuff you know like it's so tight and so so good to have that support that's epic. Wow. And uh, I got one last question for you because we got to work towards closing up. You know, I've been oh, I've been following your Instagram and I always see clips where it's like VB secret menu. And I'm like, what is this secret menu? What is what is this thing? What What is this board? <laughs> it's a thruster. <laughs> it's a thruster. Yes. It's a what thruster. is going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's my occasional thruster go to. It's like my occasional surf. <laughs> that I have like maybe I surf it twice a month. <laughs> wow. Very often, but I it... I like it and I don't know, like I said, maybe when I jump back on the QS I'll, <laughs> I'll be riding it. <laughs> it's a secret. You have to hide it from Matt. He's like, You can't ride thrusters. This is this is not album, but yeah. I mean I, I I think that would be a super 
I think that would be a very interesting board because, you know, Matt, obviously he shapes for incredible surfers like you guys, but he, the reason why I think I appreciate his boards as well is it seems like he's also geared towards like, how do I help everyday surfers perform well? Right. So it's like, what would his take on a thruster be, you know? Well, and one yeah. for you too, you know, like, yeah, yeah. So this so board, what is, yeah. So this board is like flat deck, pinched rails, beak nose, single to double to V bottom. Um, what else? Not as much rocker as a normal standard thruster, so it carries a lot more speed than um, surfing on like mushy waves than uh, regular thrusters, which is normally has a lot of rocker. And it's just like when you think about it, you you step back on a board that has a lot of rockers. You're lifting the nose, and it it's like this is stopping the water from from flowing. And a board with like not as much rocker it flows better in the water so yeah that that board is pretty sick i i didn't ride it as much as i i wanted to yet but because there are so many my like other options that he keeps keep um coming up with and just trying out different boards and stuff but um it's a super super fun board i like very responsive like a like his other boards carries a lot of speed um super easy to put on rail because of the the pinched rails and beak nose and stuff so yeah it's super fun like wow. like uh one of my main things on a trusser too that i like is like a lot of hold but mm-hmm. it also has a lot of release because of the the v bottom and double concave and single it's just so crazy to like it's a lot to think about but was once you pick it up and you put it under your arm you're like oh this makes sense like i yeah i'm gonna enjoy surfing this so yeah it's super fun and yeah when do you it's, ride the thruster versus you know your 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 other boards so my go-to every day is the bungia i yep. ride that pretty much every day it's we have a couple options of it like different varieties of it so the i'll start with the 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 daily board which is maybe one or two inches is smaller than your daily truster board and then yeah it provides you a lot of speed and just super fun board easy to get into the wave because it carries the volume all the way up to the nose and has a big nose and and the asymmetrical fin setup tail and stuff and yeah it it holds a lot because it's a quad you know so but it also has a lot of release to it because it's offset and right yeah um so we have that and then we have a squished squished version of it which is a five six and then he has the the Vasper, not um, the Vasper concave to it, which is like two very deep, con- like all mm-hmm. the way from the middle of the board all the way to the bottom, like very deep concave or channels mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, and it's a little bit wider, a little bit thicker. It also has big nose, pinched rails, asymmetrical um, tail, asymmetrical fin setup, and it's just super fast and carries um a lot of momentum in between turns and stuff and also the the bungee step up which is a a round tail uh we recommend you to ride it maybe an inch bigger or two inches or even like 10 inches bigger than your standard thruster um and that you can make make it whatever size you want and it's symmetrical tail, but asymmetrical fin setup, hmm. which is mind blowing. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy, yeah. But okay. it works really, really well. Like the other board too, single concave to double, and then asymmetrical fin setup, um, beak nose, pinched rails. Carries his rails like carries all the way to almost the the end of it, but then yeah. he. Like, ah, it's just so sick the way he shares his boards. 
and the way they look and the yeah. way they feel too um right but yeah just, those are my go-to and then sometimes i take my my truster out <laughs> <laughs> well i want to see you like destroy the qs and then you know take the world you're gonna you're gonna get the world title in uh in trestles on that on that new thruster that's what i want to see just like take them all down <laughs> uh, that'll be to. super funny uh, it, it's fuck it's so hard to do that but that would be super fun to like do the qs again and see how these these weird bowlers go and stuff how the judges would judge me and and stuff too you know is there a part of you that wants to just see you go back and, and actually compete and see what happens sometimes when i watch contests and stuff a little bit <laughs> so dude if you if you got back if you started competing again on those boards oh my god <laughs> I, I feel like everybody would tune in and we'd be like let's see these alternative boards you know and, and victor versus these normal boards that would be the sickest thing man you totally should do it just for fun Maybe just for fun, fun you know yeah Oh my God. Well, Thank one, you. uh, one last question. If you are going to give one piece of advice to, you know, your everyday surfer to improve, what would you give them? What would you say to them? Uh, I think I, I said it before a little bit. Um, yeah. just, just chill, try out some different boards and stuff. Don't, don't get stuck on that standard truster that you have. Um, try out some different stuff because there are so many options out there and it's just, um, crazy to think that you're surfing that same board every day when every board has a different um, day for it, you know, like if the waves are a little bit mushier, I'm going to take this board out. If the waves are a little bit hollower and stuff, I'm going to take this other board out. So don't keep trying to make that one board work in every, mm -hmm. every condition, you know, like there are some boards that will do that that will still be fun, but you're going to have so much fun trying out different, different stuff. And yeah, just getting that surf froth, like, fr you know, froth again. Like I, I feel like nowadays I have that constant, constant, um, surf. I'm super psyched to get in the water every day. Like yesterday it was super rainy and cold out no one out and i still went out because it was just i just wanted to see how the board would work and just have fun you know like just just yeah enjoy surfing chill chill and it's epic. yeah <laughs> all right sounds like i need the entire bomzia quiver is what it sounds like to me <laughs> that, it's super fun dude I, yeah i think you would you would have a lot of fun on it for sure nice man well any last uh shout outs before we close up uh yeah just to all my family the people that support me all the all the people that always send me messages and all the viewers of my my clips and especially to matt for providing all these crazy boards katen moonglade just super foods that always also supports me with clips and um their their products which are really good for you um some really healthy potters and stuff um yeah the wetsuits if it wasn't for the the good wetsuits from pharaoh i wouldn't i wouldn't surf as much as i do here in cali because it's so cold and not used to it at all and they make me feel super comfortable and yeah um who else? <laughs> clear weather, clear weather shoes. Uh, I have a good, really good support from them. Um, Brandon and his brother are super dialed in on their shoes, and it feels amazing to have good slides and shoes under my feet. Um, and full wax for sure. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh -huh. Yeah, full wax is a secret. If you don't, if you hate full wax, come on, guys, you're <laughs> <laughs> doing it wrong. Um, full wax the secret, a, right? It's the secret, dude. Um, they have this the the special. It's very detailed on their. They're very detailed on their wax. So each temperature you take out, you you surf in. It's for a different, it, it's like specifically, you know, you know, when you're like, you can surf the tropical in different places and still yeah. work, but with full wax, you, you have to surf on the right temperature.
for the right with the right wax and it works out really good and slowly introducing it to my friends here in california they are stuck with the other wax (laughs) producers and stuff and they're loving it so yeah just give it a go and on the right temperature and you won't regret (laughs) epic well hopefully your dad is ripping on the all those album surfboards that he got um but thanks for joining man i appreciate it it was uh it was a pleasure yeah thank you i i'm stoked and yeah i can't wait to go back to brazil and visit my family i haven't visited them in a while um maybe do a trip with my dad this year i want to looking forward to doing a trip with him to mexico or something and just bringing him some boards so he can try it out and yeah just keep going with the surf stoke and um yeah just that's 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 pretty much it thank you for having me this was fun Hey everyone, it's Van. Hopefully you've been enjoying the podcast. Hopefully you've been listening to some good stories, getting some good tips that are helping you improve as a surfer. If so, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, it'll only take you literally a few seconds, and share it with your friends. That's the best way you can support me so I can continue to create awesome new content for you. So thanks.